0: Well, John not having a Last Supper account is writing theology of the Eucharist writing later than the other three Gospels. He didn't need to repeat what they had already said but rather what Jesus said about the Eucharist. He, we have to remember that he's saying this before anybody knows what he's talking about. You can just imagine these big huge crowds falling around. They've been, they've been fed by the bread and and seen these miracles and his teachings and they're spellbound and and then he says, you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. You, I don't know what you would think, but I would think, say what? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, in all honesty, there are people today, uh, particularly our Protestant brothers and sisters, who will say this is a metaphor. But how could it be a metaphor if he repeats it over and over and over again and lets the people go without saying, hey, guys, I'm really giving you a metaphor, I am, I am the good shepherd, I am the, the door of the sheepfold, you know I am the vine, you are the branches, he has a lot of I am's, and what's He's saying I am the bread of life that was tough for them unlike the others, but he connected that with the man in the desert and of course we feed on the word of God, so so far so good but the Jews had a very strict uh, law from Moses that they were not to this is the actual quote, not to drink the blood of strangled animals. In other words, they just simply, you know, I, I'm not, I have, should have asked my Orthodox Jew friend about this, but I don't believe if they do have a cut of meat, it would have to be well done. There's one of my, they're out, you're out here now. Whenever I cook, it's always a whole burnt offering. <laughs> As somebody pointed out to me, I can't make anything that's not tough and burnt, but that's all right, I like it that way, with lots of ketchup. But anyway, that has nothing to do with my sermon sorry about that. Please delete that, whoever is, is taping this. But, it, you know, and so here he is, breaking the law in their eyes by, by saying you, over and over, you've got to drink my blood. Well, they didn't do that. We don't do it either, but you can see what he meant. They didn't. And I put this in the bulletin because I don't want to reread all, he, he repeats it seven times, that's the divine number. And I wanted you to see all seven of them because it, he really meant what he said. And unlike his other teachings, he lets them go. One by one, they begin to leave. And this is a huge crowd. They don't understand. The apostles don't understand. He makes no effort to explain that it's the, he's talking about the Passover. And it's not any easier to comprehend when he takes a piece of bread and says, this is my body, the wine, this is my blood. It was still difficult, but at least they understood he didn't mean flesh, and blood. We too have these moments in our lives when God asks what is almost impossible and doesn't explain it, maybe not till the end of our lives, and says, do you still trust me? And some fall away. COVID, we've had, what, 18 months of this? Some have returned to the church from watching video. Some will never come back. It was a test, wasn't it? I mean, I'm talking about a spiritual test, never mind all the other stuff. We here are being spiritually purified by what we go through in life. That was just one example we all have gone through so far. Jesus is with us, no matter what happens. You know, with all kinds of terrible news in Afghanistan and stuff, I'm with them. Jesus is with them. I can't do anything about it except pray. But in, in all these things, God will work it to good in the end, but... They're having one of these moments. And then Jesus turns to the, the apostles. They're, they're all watching everybody leave. And, I, you know, the apostles are saying, aren't you going to say anything? Aren't you at least going to tell us what you mean? Like he does on all other occasions, he takes them aside and explains the parables. But this isn't a parable. And he's going to test them. And he says, well, and this is not just 12. There are others of his closest disciples with him. And he says, well, are you going to leave too? Are you gonna? Are you gonna split? Colloquially, and Peter is the one that speaks up. He's the natural leader. He hasn't been appointed yet as chief of the apostles, but he—you can see his leadership skills. He speaks for all, and he says, "Well, you know, uh, we wish there was somebody else, but there isn't." You—you <laughs> you can hear the—you can hear the, in, the tone of voice almost in this reading. He says, "Well, where else can we go?" Because. We have now come to believe that you are the one, so we don't get this at all, but we're not leaving. This is the key for our trials in life. Lord, I am really fed up with, <laughs> with your will at the moment. I've said this many times. Don't be scandalized, but he will continue, continue test, test us with things. And I said, But you know what? I've come to believe that you are the Christ. I still love you. I'm going to keep going. Isn't that a lot like any relationship? like marriage, or like uh, a good friend, you know, you blew it, but I'm going to stick with you, because I still love you, and this is what Jesus asks of us, we're in a real relationship here, so we look at uh, two two quick things, one is St. Paul, he says to the 2nd Corinthians, I keep saying I should have brought a Bible up here to get the exact quote, but they're having troubles in that community with rich folks sitting with rich folk, poor folks sitting with poor folk, one have caviar, the other have pizza or something. and there there are all kinds of scandalous behavior. And he said, you know, you're you're eating and when you eat and drink the body and blood of the Lord, if you don't eat eat, and drink it worthily, you're eating and drinking your own condemnation. And this is what he said. That's how that's how much. They believed in it. And then you go to Justin Martyr, look him up. It was Father Blaise Turk of, of us. When he, many of you know, older folk know him from St. B's. He taught me uh, church history. He had really great stories. I'm not sure if they were true. <laughs> However, he was, he was very entertaining. But he gave us a book called Jurgens. And then it was uh, St. Justin Martyr. If you're really interested, you should look him up. He describes how they worshipped. And the outlines of it are exactly like we do today. He would, of course, we in two thousand years, you know, we've we've uh, things have, have continued to move on in terms of how we worship a little bit. But he would understand the outlines of the mass exactly. And he says very clearly, "You are eating and drinking the body and blood of the Lord. Come before the Lord worthily." For example, he mentions if you have somebody to forgive don't receive until you've forgiven them, lest you eat and drink unworthily, see, so this was not invented in the Middle Ages, people from the first century really believed this, and so we, I'll leave you with that, and also with this, if you're having trouble with with this, because we live in a scientific age, they didn't see God when they looked at Jesus 2,000 years ago, and we don't either. There's a lot of theology here about vulnerability and accessibility and of Jesus wanting to actually be part of our flesh and blood. That his body and our body are one. That we're related to God physically. How about that one? And we come before God and we say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief in the communion line. If you can't receive, I've got to go anoint somebody that's dying right after Mass, unfortunately. uh, Whom you would all know, but I'm not free to say who it is, and I'm going to give them a spiritual communion, as I often say. They will be receiving the body and blood of the Lord for the last time. That's called viaticum That is the last sacrament, not the anointing. And if you're having troubles in life with God's will or some suffering, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And also, uh, you know, Jesus, I trust in you that works very well for many difficult circumstances we sometimes are tempted to walk away from the Lord to go back to our former way of life of sin or whatever if we do we have confession But our Lord will test us like this he tested the apostles it was two years before he explained himself think about that one would you have persevered? I'm not sure I would have but we understand now what he's talking about and yet we don't this is a lifelong mystery but it will be revealed on the last day. In the meantime, we walk in faith. Amen.